0: So I'm happy to see you all at noon. It's nice to get together on a Friday afternoon. I'm also grateful to God that it is sunny because I really love leaving the overhead lights low and the candles high. And on today in particular with the smoke of the incense and the sunlight and just the way that it like hits the tabernacle. I feel like it's like the perfect setting to meditate on this particular solemnity. Now this is one that early on in my priesthood, before that, I never had like the easiest time with. It's like, yeah, this is great. Like Mary's conceived, that's wonderful, and she's conceived without sin. But I think this is one of those days that really lends itself to our word of the week in the four-word examination of conscience in silence because it's one of those that you can just sort of sit and meditate with and sort of like take in the meaning of what's going on and what's overturned and how powerful this is in a way that like I think kind of goes beyond description in some ways that you know it's like I don't know, Christmas afternoon after you've opened the presents and you've eaten the meal and you're all just kind of together and it's nice. And it's not like, let me stand up and give an or- exhortation on why this is so great. It's like, this is one of those days, I think, to just sort of rest in it is such a good thing. And why do I say that? Well, as you look at like, the reversal of what's happening in this particular solemnity, from the state in which we find ourselves in the fall. There's a reason why Holy Mother Church gives us Genesis 3 for the first reading, basically the aftermath of the fall of our first parents, right? That they have turned their back on God, who they were in good relationship with, right? Who in the beginning, like, they were walking with him in the cool of the evening. They had these things with him. They had union with each other things were good. But of course, they fall for the traps and the lies of the devil. They believe him in thinking that God isn't really out for their best interests. And immediately today, we see the unraveling and the downfall of what comes after they try to take things into their own hands. And I think here we get the saddest three words in all of sacred scripture on the lips of our heavenly father the Lord God called to the man and asked him, where are you? To think about that, of God calling out to his beloved, his created, where are you? And therein lies the result, right, of the original sin. We had perfect unity and communion with God in the beginning, but then we chose to break it off and to walk away and to hear him say, where are you? Is the beginning of everything falling apart and then the man answering i heard you in the garden but i was afraid here comes the fear because i was naked and what happens so i hid myself he turns in on himself isolation is now a thing right that he's moved in it's no longer about how's eve doing how am i doing with our lord No, no no he's now turning himself in on himself into this isolation that is sort of like this prefigurement of hell, right? That death has now entered in, and you just see this unraveling. And then we move into blaming. So who told you you you're naked? You ate then. Yeah, yeah, she did it, and he did it. Immediately we get to blaming the woman whom you put here with me. So God, it's your fault. And of course, she's blaming, and everything else. We just see this unraveling from the very beginning. But the beautiful thing for us, right, And why this is such an incredible day. Why we celebrate the immaculate conception, right? I mean, you know, nine months from now, September 8th, we'll celebrate Mary's birthday, and that's great. But this is one, you know, besides March 25th, where we celebrate the conception of Jesus at the Annunciation, which is the gospel we just got. But we celebrate Mary's immaculate conception, conceived without sin. Why? Because things are different again. God did not abandon us even when our first parents turned their back on God. When God had to say to us, "Where are you?" Today notice, he knows where his beloved is. Look at the opening of the gospel. The angel Gabriel was sent from where? From God. You know, God in his infinite knowledge, wisdom, his, you know, being outside of time, like just in the infinite expanse, it's from there that the angel Gabriel is sent. And to where? A very specific place. A town of Galilee called Nazareth, which by the way means like root town. Like it's not like it's a big place, right? It was sent to a place called Nazareth. To specifically a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And this is the thing that I think can go right over our heads and it's gone right over my head for so many years. The God who said to our first parents, where are you? Today, we hear the angels say, hail full of grace, the Lord is with you. So no longer, where are you? He is with her. That breakdown in the relationship is now wiped away and God is with In the same way that it's not complete for us, right? That at the beginning of Mass, I had to say, the Lord be with you, because it's not completed yet. You said, and with your spirit, because I'm no saint yet either. You know, that we're still working toward that. But God is with her. And so is it subtle? Yes. But that's the beautiful thing about our faith. God works in these subtle and yet utterly powerful ways. The name Gabriel means the power of God. And he's coming to announce this. And even though like crowds aren't like letting off fireworks and going nuts, right? They're not all excited that she's there and she's without sin and she's loving him. And even if she doesn't completely understand the whole thing, look at the way it's now overturned. No longer is she hiding herself in fear. But what does she say at the end? Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May be done to me according to your word. Like she's all in. It's no more self-isolation. It's, look, I'm totally in this for God. And then right after this gospel, what does she do? She sets out in haste to go to the hill country to serve her cousin Elizabeth. It's an incredible reversal of things. No longer do we have the isolation of our first parents, but we have the absolute self-giving love of our blessed mother. And I just say one other thing on sort of like you know, the theological debate, like, well, wait a second, how can God, you know, save Mary from her sins ahead of time? Well, okay, but on the same level, how can Jesus forgive the sins of the the paralytic that's let through the roof by the four, you know, friends, and just saying, your sins are forgiven? Okay, he's doing that before his crucifixion. He's doing this before his crucifixion, but he knows. He knows what's coming. He knows his love, and that love is more powerful than everything. Why doesn't he just do it for everybody? Well, He doesn't. Why didn't he cure every paralytic? He didn't. But he chose that one, and he chooses our blessed mother. And this is the glorious thing. Any gift that's given is intended to be given away, to be shared, to keep growing more and more. And that's where today, I mean, I've heard it called the white dawn announcing the coming of Christ, right? The dawn this morning at the 7 a.m. mass. Like it was just gradually getting brighter and brighter with mass, just like the sun coming through the windows, right? It's not like it knocks off our socks, but how beautiful and glorious it is. And that's the way our Lord chooses to act. Just like at this and every mass, we take a few pieces of bread. I get to say these words. And what do they become? the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. He has a way of acting that is utterly subtle and utterly powerful, that's in the mix of all of this. No longer does he have to say to us, where are you? We get to hear today, hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. It begins with this love of the Virgin Mary, who doesn't just love her son, doesn't just love God, but just like she set out in haste to serve her cousin Elizabeth, She's always setting out in haste after us, because what does she want? She wants us to be in that deep love with our Lord as well, to recognize the fact that the lies of the devil need to be overturned. God doesn't want to hold us down in some sort of terrible isolated slavery. No, he wants us in love with him and in love with one another. And thanks be to God, he gives us the great gift of our blessed mother's immaculate conception today is the day that it all begins, that everything changes for humanity, that the white dawn announcing the coming of Christ has happened. And that's the great thing we have to celebrate, my friends. It may be subtle, but it's utterly powerful. And it went on a lot longer than I intended to, so I apologize for that. However, I recognize just sitting in that silence of recognizing the fact that our Lord is in this with us. And if you need help seeing that and realizing that, Ask for the help of the one who we say so many times, hail full of grace, the Lord is with you. Praise be Jesus Christ.